the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast. I know time is... uh the most valuable of commodities, and we really appreciate you joining us. Um, I'm excited today. It's been a little while since I've spoken to London Free Press reporter Jonathan Juha. Jonathan, how are you doing today? Not too bad on yourself. I'm doing very well. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Over the last few days, I guess, you've written a couple of articles, very interesting, about housing and the population growth here in the Forest City and surrounding areas. And some of the numbers that I was reading in your articles are just baffling uh for lack of a better term like it's it's I knew there was like a bit of a housing crisis here in the city but I don't think I realized just how stark everything was until you see the numbers right in front of you so let's first talk about the statistics here in London um we knew that when the pandemic hit a lot of people were working remotely and that changed a lot of people's locations especially leaving Toronto uh because it's just not as affordable in Toronto whereas people could move here, go a little west, buy a house or get a bigger apartment, more space. Everybody was locked down, spending lots of time at home. So let's talk about these numbers that we are seeing here in London with regards to growth. Yep. So basically, like, I mean, we, we had heard for a few years now that uh, idea that out of towners were coming to London. They were attracted by the city's uh, relative affordability to communities that are east of here. And as you say, Toronto, the great Toronto area kind of thing. Um, so we've been having sort of like that influx of, of people coming from other parts of the province for a few years now. It's not a new trend. It's just that the pandemic seems to have accelerated that uh, aspect of it. Um, as you said, you know, people who were living in Toronto, the cost of living is zero is obviously more expensive, not only the housing, but in general. And uh, once you have that opportunity of, you know, working from home, uh, your, your job has become remote and you don't need to be in the office every day, that opened up the possibility for young families to relocate to cheaper places for them and still you know, earning the same. And, 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 and that seems to be what people are doing, like sort of like taking advantage of that, of that opportunity that the pandemic has uh, given them. And some of the places uh, that have seen that influx of people seems to be London. Uh, in the latest figures that Statistics Canada released, uh, the population group by about 5,000 people. That's a net gain, you know, it's obviously more than that people came in and more than that people left, but that's just a net gain. And the majority of of those people were people coming from other parts of Ontario. So it seems to back up that claim or that anecdotal evidence that we have been hearing from the past few years, that indeed people are coming from other places uh, within the province and taking advantage of the cheaper uh, cost of living here. And, and, and if you think about it, London has, you know, Fenshaw has a Western, so good education system. Um, we have a good hospital system as well. So it becomes a, a very attractive destination for many people now. Absolutely. Overall, um, in your article, you talk about London and the area growing at a rate of 0.9%. Doesn't sound like a lot, little under 1%. But yep. then you look at the pace of Canada's population, and we're almost double that. Canada only rose by 0.5% during the same period of time. What's the average price of a house going for as of December of last year here in London? 
Well, here in London, uh, uh, the latest figures that we had is about seven hundred thousand dollars, which is uh, you know a thirty percent increase around those around that area in just the last twelve months. And again, the pandemic also played a big part of it. Um, not only just the work from home phenomenon that we have been talking about, but also, you know, people figured, you know, if I'm going to be um, staying at home and my kids are going to be doing a lot of uh, online schooling and all of that, I need more, 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 more space. I need a, a place for my office kind of thing. And again, London becomes attractive because of that. And, and, and comparably, even if you're buying a house or renting, you're getting a lot more real estate, more space uh, compared to the greater Toronto area. And so that became a, a drawing point for many people and things like, you know, big backyards, uh, pools, and those features became, you know, things that people were asking for when looking for a house here in London. So obviously you have all of these extra demand coming into the market and supply is just not keeping up. I mean, you know, developers are trying to do their best to take advantage of all of this demand, but house isn't built in one day. Apartment buildings are not built in one day. It takes time for that supply to come online. And in the meantime, we're seeing, you know, all this, uh, all demand and, and supply simply not meeting it. Uh, it. When it comes to listings, we have been seeing that uh, the number of listings are low, um, historically low levels. Uh, obviously, the pandemic also plays a role in that. People not wanting to show their house. But it, it all becomes, you know, bidding words. And, and it's all this part of this equation that has been pushing prices up and, 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 and in all aspects of the housing market. Yeah, you hear $700,000 average price for a home in the city. And I think, holy, like I've lived here 11 years. My first home didn't cost that much. And I don't know that I ever would have been able to afford getting into the housing market at prices like that. It's great that the economy is growing and we are seeing people drawn to our city. There's a lot of amenities, as you mentioned. But like you said, supply and demand aren't really adding up. And we're also seeing that with regards to rental units. And that's the latest article that you've written. Uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't read it yet, you can head over to lfpress.com right now to check it out there. What is the average price of rents going for in the city? Okay, so the, the, the latest number that we have, and, and just to be clear, this includes all types of properties, you know, single bedroom apartments, two bedrooms, as well as, you know, basement units that are being for rent and townhouses and things like that. So when you combine all of those, uh, the average is $1,750, which is about $750 more than it was in December of 2018. So in three years, the growth has been exponential, I would say. Um, Part of it, and again, it's uh, a lot of people are taking advantage of, of that, being able to, to work from home. And I actually spoke with two people who made the move, made the decision of, of I, I don't longer have to be in the office or perhaps maybe I just have to go one day a week or something like that. So it made a lot of sense financially for them to make the move. And, and, and even with one of the persons who I was talking to, he said, you know, the unit that I have now, I'm paying similar to what I was paying in Toronto, but my unit is a lot bigger. Uh, if, if I wanted to get something of like where I'm living right now, I was looking at 2,400 uh, as opposed to what they're paying now. So it's still, it's, it's the, relatively, uh, the relative affordability of the city that is a, is, is, a, is a big draw for some of these workers and who can take advantage of, you know, working from home and, you know, saving a lot in, in, in rent. 
We talk about affordability, but even, and I know, I know you said 1750 is the medium price, depending on what type of rental unit you get. But I see that figure and I think, holy, my mortgage doesn't cost that much. How are people ever supposed to rent in the city? And then if they do have dreams of being a homeowner, save to buy a house with the average price being $700,000. These figures are astronomical. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's, that's the key question. I, and, and I also have to clarify as well that, you know what, when, because this uh, figure includes, you know, the larger units, and, and again, people looking for three bedrooms or four bedroom uh, uh, properties kind of thing for rent, obviously that is going to skew also the average as, as opposed to when you're looking just the one bedroom apartment, which are cheaper. But, but yeah, no, these are prices that uh, for many people uh, are getting out of hand. I mean, it, I, I always like to use my own example. Uh, I, I live in a, in a one bedroom apartment that when I moved in here uh, about eight years ago, uh, I rented it for $750. Same unit in my building is going for 1300. So reaching almost, almost doubling in about eight years. So it speaks to, you know, the, the, the crisis that we're seeing in the city that not being, there are not enough, uh, units out there and, and it's sort of like one of like if you are locked in in a, in a unit and you have you know your grandfather for the 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 rent that you have and you're just getting you know your annual percentage of increase you're, you're lucky but if you're a new tenant trying to look a new place to live you're finding these prices and it's definitely uh tough for people to to find a place and it's not just prices it's just availability uh, I've talked to, to, to a lot of people and, and even the second person who I talked to for my story who moved from Toronto, he said he had to, he ended up renting an Airbnb because he couldn't find something that matched what he was looking for. And he would say like, I would look, go through listings and there weren't any units available or there were a lot of people, you know, a lot of demand, a lot of people coming in. So finding a place is also hard. It's not just, just the price, but it's affecting renters and people looking for new units. It's just finding um, uh, something that is available that matches, you know, your budget and, and, and what you're looking for that is also tough here in the city right now. Last time you and I spoke, I had mentioned I have a friend who had moved to Toronto last year. She got a new job, had to leave London. Uh, she got into a bidding war when she was trying to rent an apartment in the city. Are we seeing similar things here because supply and demand don't add up or is it just the best applicant wins? It, it Well, I've heard it's not like a, I won't say it's a, like a common practice, but like, I mean, if you're trying to rent out of a, a you know, a, a company or something like that, that's less likely to, to be the case. Maybe if you are a, a homeowner who has your renting, you know, your basement or something like that, that could happen there. When you have several offers, there could be some bidding words uh, in there and people offering a little bit more of the asking rent just to being able to secure. Um, hard to tell. They're not statistics to say how widespread that is. But definitely you're hearing anecdotally of, of situations like that happening here in London as well. Just getting back to the gentleman that you spoke to who is renting an Airbnb, it kind of begs the question, again, there's great infrastructure here in, in the Forest City and I feel truly grateful to be a Londoner and to live here. But why move here if you have the availability to work remotely from anywhere if you had to rent an Airbnb because you can't find somewhere to live. You also mentioned that a lot of companies are posting uh, rental units that aren't actually available in your article. Why are we seeing this? I had never heard of this until I read it. Well, you know what? It's just uh, just to keep uh, the applications coming in, I guess, uh, landowners taking a, 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 a 
landlords, I mean, taking advantage of, of, of the market and just wanting to, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they're not having any issues finding uh, any renters for, for their units and they're not staying, uh, you know, days uh, vacant or anything like that. It's just, you know what, just to keep the properties out there and continue to receive the applications. So once something opens up, they can easily, you know, find the perfect match for them. So it's definitely like, even the housing market is a, is a seller's market now, and the rental one is definitely a landlord's one. Wild. Thank you so much for your time and for breaking down these numbers for us, Jonathan. I always really appreciate your time. I look forward to catching up with you next time. Maybe we will eventually see a de- decrease in prices. Are, are we hearing anything like, is the, the decline coming? I heard this like a year and a half ago and numbers just continue to creep up. It's, it's hard to tell, you know what, at, at the end of the day, it comes down to supply and demand. The demand seems to be strong for all types of housing. And I mean, it's not just London, like you're, you're hearing about these uh, bidding words and, and prices going up in a lot of parts of, of Canada and in Ontario. Um, the supply is supposed to be coming down the pipe, uh, but we will see whether, whether it's uh, enough to sort of like meet that demand and and enough, I, I mean, I don't see that even if prices decrease, that we would see them go down to what they were four or five years ago. Hopefully, I guess, would be that they will stabilize a little bit and they'll be at a more, you know, reasonable rate of growth that doesn't leave so many people behind. Jonathan, thank you so much for your time today. No, thank you for having me. If you've enjoyed this, don't forget, you can always hit subscribe. If you have not yet subscribed to the LF Press podcast, we are streaming on all major platforms. You can go back and listen to previous episodes. Of course, we are on YouTube and over at lfpress.com. We'll be back again next Thursday with another edition of the LF Press podcast. Until then, stay well. Stay well.